0: Imaginor is the brand new movie from Nick Amir Mustafa. You will know his previous work, Kill, Terbaik Dari Langit. He was also one of three directors that worked on Rise Ini Kalila, And in this one, Beta Kushairi plays a man that finds himself somewhat out of sorts. He's not sure what's wrong, but he's convinced That his mind and his memories are not what they seem. I feel like that is all we're allowed to tell you about this story because to explain any more would be to give away the marvellous journey that this movie takes you on. And I think right off the bat, we will say that this is, hands down, one of the finest Malaysian movies that we've seen. This is the kind of movie that Bahir and Mm. I always talk about when we talk about wanting good Malaysian movies. We want something with solid dialogue, a good script that's structurally sound, that knows exactly what it's doing, and that takes you on that journey and then provides a satisfying conclusion. Imagine or kind of delivers on all of that while still being slick, cleverly produced, and well-acted. I think yeah. everything in this movie just sings, It's very rare that we say this about a local film, but I have to say watching this is a very good example of why I never blame actors when I see a bad Malaysian movie because all of the actors in this movie shine and we've seen them do terrible work before. And I think that boils down to having a bad script and a terrible director. But when you don't have that, when you have someone who knows what they're doing, you get something great. This is a not against the film, but it,
1: very much has got the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind kind of vibes. And again, not a knock on it. It's a simplified version of that without the fancy imagery that Eternal Sunshine has. I think for better because this movie's focus on Beto's character's story and his journey and the sort of memory problems that he's having feels a lot more solid it doesn't need all that other fancy stuff to get its story across and it does it wonderfully well
0: there's the element of a doctor of sorts who conducts hypnosis right he goes to this place called hypnotica he gets a card from a mysterious lady at a hospital and says hey check this out maybe it might solve your problems I guess that kind of ties into the Eternal Sunshine bit. Yes, there is no running away from the fact that this movie owes a debt to Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Also, Los Ojos, Vanilla Sky. I think mm. there are some elements of Florin Zeller's The Father here. I think you're going to hear these names and hear these movies come up when people talk about Imaginor. But I think it's important to note that this thing is something all on its own. It isn't a movie that is inspired by those movies. The only reason we use those titles is so that we can encourage
1: you to go and watch it, right? It's our shorthand for why this movie is good and why you should go and watch it.
0: Yes. But on the other hand, what Nick Amir has done with this is actually craft his own version of it. And it feels like its own original story. And I think that's what I took away from it. Because watching the trailer, I was thinking, oh, okay, is this just his take on Eternal Sunshine? But it isn't. It goes its own way. It tells its own story. The characters are unique and the characters are interesting. And I think that's the most important part. Like, I know this feels like filmmaking 101, But we find it so rare in local productions. But this movie is structurally sound. And I think that's what I loved most about it. Nick Amir sets out with a mission. And I think all directors and all filmmakers do. Sometimes the journey there can be a little bumpy. But he's Mm. got this mission, he's got this idea in his head, and he's crafted this movie to deliver on that promise. And I think as a viewer, that's the most we can ask for. When we watch a film and we're presented with a scenario within the first five or ten minutes, you're sticking through it. You're sticking through those 90 minutes because you want to go on that journey. And at the end, when it doesn't deliver, there is nothing quite as frustrating. And here, everything works. Even then,
1: about halfway through this film, I was I was starting to get a bit concerned because it feels like one of those spots in a film where it's so easy to fall apart there is a moment where if the director or the writer makes the wrong decision in where the story goes it's the fork in the road right you take the wrong one and your entire film falls apart and they took the right decision and i love that i think there is a there's a real confidence there's a real maturity about how the the story sort of unfolds it's actually a quite a challenging watch in that there is a lot of attention that needs to be given to the story as it goes through. There's a lot of repeating motifs. And if you're not paying attention, you'll just feel like what is going on right now. But all of that's important to get to that final destination that Nick Amin wants to take us to. And I thought that entire journey, those repeated motifs, were just some real great filmmaking and
0: storytelling nothing is taken for granted as well i think all of the moments pay off they aren't just moments that are written in for fun they aren't moments that are written in because they sound or look cool everything has a purpose every point of the story leads on to the next which is more than i can say for a lot of local movies that we've seen where it feels like arbitrary scenes are included for absolutely no Mm. rhyme or reason and especially in a movie like this When it doesn't have a linear construction, it's important for all of those moments to kind of fit together in the end. So even on a second rewatch, you can actually see how everything plays out and why those moments are placed where they are. I think that's incredibly important. If you've listened to us talk about
1: Malaysian films, you would hear us constantly whinge about how the dialogue never feels natural. This dialogue feels so natural. What is going on? It feels so weird. Because they speak like the way I would speak with my wife and I would speak with my friends. They they jump in and out of English, not a lot, but they do it to the point where it feels natural and not too far. The Malay feels very conversational and not coming from a dictionary written by Dewan Bahasa dan Pustaka. It's also just wonderfully <laughs> written and I don't know why that surprises me.
0: I don't know. I mean, we need to ask... Negamer Mustafa but this movie feels like it was written in BM it doesn't feel like a movie that was written in English and then translated
1: it's either that or the actors were given free reign to rework it into their own words it feels like you know one or the other I mean there are some directors that do that some don't but this dialogue feels natural it feels like a conversation it doesn't feel like two people reading off
0: a page and then waiting for the other person to finish for them to jump in and that of course is reflected in the performance as well Peter Kushire, Diana Danielle, Fatima Mubakar, Nadia Nisa, Rahim Razali, they're all absolutely fantastic. Aflin Shauki, they're really, really good. Aflin plays that hypnosis dude who is this eccentric character. And it works because to borrow a line from Tropic Thunder, he doesn't go full retard. Yeah. That's why it works so well. He's eccentric, but it's not slapstick, pi mai pi my tangtu eccentric. He's not capital E eccentric. It's very moderated. And I think that's why the performance works so well. Yet again, the language contributes so much to how these actors deliver those moments. But also, I think Nick Ame
1: was... What's the word I'm looking for? He directed Aflyn very well. He wasn't awed by Aflyn on screen. He wasn't like, oh, we've got Aflyn Shauki on screen. Let's have him on screen for as long as we can. Let's have the camera follow Aflyn Shauki Because it's not. The story is about Beto meeting Aflyn Shauki." So... Aflin's performance as Dr. Ramli is enough. He does what he needs to do and he leaves the room. And it's
0: great to see that from a young filmmaker. Can I ask you something? There is a moment. Okay. When Aflin Shauki is on a blackboard and he's drawing a diagram and explaining to Beto what is going on. Okay. Yes. And he draws a diagram and it looks like a burger and he goes, Oh, I want a burger. I'm really hungry. Yeah. Flashback to Kopitiam where Aflind plays Rumley, the Rumley burger salesman. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know God if that's damn. a callback, but it's too much of a coincidence because he plays a guy called Rumley selling burgers and he has these great dreams of setting up a chain of Rumley burgers all over the country. And it's a really hilarious moment wow. in that TV series. And I don't know if it was a callback to that, but oh. you heard it here first if Dude. it was. Deep cut, dude. Deep, I don't know, man. Deep it's possible. Cut. It's that was possible. a deep
1: cut. It's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, like you said, the coincidences are too tight to be just a coincidence. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I was I was cautiously excited when I first saw the poster, in fact, because the poster feels so well done and so well designed and so so well thought out. And then I saw the trailer and I thought to myself.
0: I hope this is good because this looks good. I've seen the movie now and good God, it is good. And you know what? I'll be honest. I wasn't and I haven't been a fan of a lot of Nick Amir's previous works. I mean, I enjoyed Kill. I thought Kill was a very brave and bold endeavor for a first-time filmmaker. It was also a studio release which I thought, wow, good job studio for releasing a movie like this. And then... (sighs) to Dari Langit I was really not a fan of It just felt very Bertrabo With the story And the ending yeah. And all of that stuff And there were moments That had me feel Like it was more Of a canon ad Than an actual film mm. And The less said about Rise inikalila, The better I mean Don't even get me started On that train wreck Of a film But This This is something else This is Mature it's smart. It's a beautiful story that's well told. And he's managed to bring all those elements together. I think for me, yeah, this is where Nick Amir shines as a director.
1: The earlier stuff, I can imagine why they may or may not have worked. I think this is his calling card. This is, I don't want to be a dick about it, but this feels like it should be Nick Amir's. Whiplash. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as we saw yeah. Whiplash, everybody was like, oh yeah, Damien Chazelle, we know that name now, La La Land's gonna be great. Oh, the movie with Ryan Gosling as the astronaut's gonna be amazing. This feels like it could be Nick Ami's Damien Chazelle moment, you know? And I think it should be. I God, I hope it should be. I hope he doesn't get wrapped up in some idiot studio somewhere and get bungled and ruined because this was a great movie and I want to see what he does next.
0: I was thinking about what I could nitpick in this film.
1: I, I couldn't find one. Yeah. No. For a story that is this, I wouldn't say complicated, but it is almost complicated,
0: definitely complex, for him to not bungle it. But that's the thing, right? That's what I love most about this film. In the sense that it's actually deceptively simple. It. Starts off feeling incredibly complex. And I think the greatest movies often do, where at the end of it, the filmmaker is able to untie those knots. And whenever a filmmaker is able to untie those knots, that's what makes for a great film. I mean, Eternal Sunshine is a perfect example of that. Be Kind Rewind is a perfect example of a movie that starts off seemingly complex, and then... It just unfurls into this emotional journey. Like, I was incredibly emotional at the end of this film. And let me tell you, not since the old days have I been emotional at a local film.
1: And that's what I mean by the movie is complicated slash complex in that I, as a person who watches way too many movies, I see those knots. I see those knots coming. And yet he was able to undo those knots without losing audiences, right? Without dropping it behind his back and then suddenly being ghost in the machine. We're all here and it's ready. And I think that was beautiful that he was able to untie those knots in front of our eyes and not have us lose track of anything. This movie jumps. And I think that is where the untying of the knot was happening. And
0: I was able to keep track of all of that. Kudos to the editor, man. Oh, yeah. This movie was edited incredibly well. Actually, just across the board, right? The music works. You had Bayangan doing some songs. Vikri making some songs here, which are really just incredible, amazing. I need to find them. I don't know if they're on Spotify, but I'm going to track them down. Also, can I tell you, not since... I'm going to say not since a P. Ramley movie have I watched a local movie multiple times. And I think I want to go see Imaginor again. I want to go see this one again. I want to take the wife to watch this one again. Because you know what it is?
1: is—is that thing of like, she always sees me come home and I'm tired or angry because I just sat through Coast Guard or I had just sat through another joke of a Malay production. And I want to show her like, this is what we
0: can do. And this is what Uma and I are always railing for. Oh, wait, I take that back. I think I saw Bunohan three times. Oh, Nice. I really like that movie. Yes. But it's been a long time since I've wanted to see a movie multiple times. No, no. It's been a while. Yeah. And Imaginor is one of these movies. And also, I'm hoping on my second watch, you know, like a whole Shyamalan situation, I pick up the hints and the clues. Because the first time... You're just going for the ride, right? Exactly. And I've said it before. When I watch movies, I want to be tricked. I want to be surprised. It's the same when I go into a magic show. I'm not there trying to figure out the magic. I go there because I want to be awed. And so I switch off my brain to a certain extent because I want the movie to surprise me and pull off that magic trick, that sleight of hand, which Ning Ben Mustafa does. There is a very smart sleight of hand that happens here. And I thought I knew what it was, but it turns out to be something else. And I was like, oh, Nicely played, my friend. Nicely played.
1: Man, it's weird in that I've come home from watching a local film and we're doing a podcast about it and I'm smiling. I had a good time and I'm excited to tell people to watch this film.
0: Imaginor is now showing in Malaysian cinemas. We strongly, strongly urge you to check it out. I know a lot of you are always asking us for a Malaysian movie to go and watch. This is it. Go watch it on the big screen. Don't wait until it hits. Whatever, like, Astro first girl, Netflix Go whatever. No, watch this on the big screen. I promise you it'll be a rewarding experience. If you've already seen Imaginor, let us know what you think. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast.goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline 012-524-5208. We've also got a brand new shiny Discord server. If you drop us a DM on any one of those channels, we will send you an invite link and you can talk to us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.